This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Bucket's first anniversary show. That's right. We've been on the air for exactly a year. Uh, my guest today, the inaugural over-under champion, Adam Lustick. You're getting bucket buckets. You're getting bucket buckets. Is that still a highlight of your last year? Definitely, the... without a doubt. Especially because <laughs> it was like, I surprised myself. I didn't expect to, I know I had the first pick in the draft. so Which like didn't mean anything. Didn't mean anything. Yeah. The Nets, I, the Brooklyn over was a bit of a fluke pick that just happened to pay off. In a and huge a, way. Huge way. Yeah. Um, but I'll wear that medal proudly for the rest of my natural life, without a doubt. Happy anniversary. Yeah. I just this is the one up. year? Well, roughly. It uh, was the end of August. And now it's here. the end of August again. How is... How, how do you feel? Year uh, one, how is it going? It, it flew by. <laughs> Much yeah. like talking about basketball, it just flies by. Yes. It doesn't feel like, like a job. time. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> I do this anyway. Yes, exactly. I don't quite realize that I'm recording right now. I'm just talking hoops with a friend. With a, a friend. Buddy. Yeah. We would be doing this anyway. We were doing this before we stopped, before we hopped on the mic. We were yeah, and they were like, let's just talk about this. We're, <laughs> you just, you basically asked me like, what's your favorite basketball Instagram account? <laughs> yep. And we, we were just like, recorded a mini podcast before we recorded <laughs> the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> well, happy we, birthday, Buckets. Of course, thank yes. you. Uh, if we do this over under league again, are you in again? Or are you like hundred percent, absolutely? Okay, you don't want to. You want to play with house money. You don't want to take the money. And Definitely, run. I have a title to defend. That's true. <laughs> That's good. That's I have good. a title to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, how did how did the 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 pick selection for the over under that was random, right? That was a randomly generated thing. Do yeah. you reckon that it will be the same this year, or as the champion, will I get sort of like first pick <laughs> or last pick? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but the ju- like I, I, to yeah. me, the over under draft is already like baked in that every pick is completely like it is, equal because yeah. it's like Vegas set odds. Yes. There is, it's not like you're just choosing who will win the most that's games. That's true. It's like who will win the most games against the spread. Th- that's right. Yeah. Yes. The, so the fact that the Nets went number one was weird at the time. Very. But also great that it was the number one pick. What a shocker. Was that yeah. your number one? Was that your best pick? No, you had another like uh, I think I took solid. the Suns under which was just like yeah. sort of easy which was just sort of like Again, there is to me. There's equal joy in watching a team suffer yep. and like in anguish yeah. when that's what you've predicted. Then it is to like see a team thrive. It was just as fun to watch the Nets just lose and lose and Booker to be like demoralized. The Suns lose and lose. Yeah, yeah. Suns, the, yeah, the Suns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just as fun for me. Yeah. Something that I, I know that I've talked to you about is that I have a sick sort of like macabre. Um, uh, Schadenfreude thing. Like, I love seeing home teams lose big games on their home court. I love that. I love when finals are won on the road. I just oh, love it. I love the deathly funereal pall of a stadium. <laughs> just like everyone go 20,000 people all disappointed at once. I love it. I feel like there's a deep life lesson there. Yeah. So I wonder if you ask basketball players, do they prefer to win at yeah. home or on the road? Yes. I feel like the assholes prefer, like Kobe preferred to win on the road. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like LeBron, LeBron and Joel Embiid. With my friends. Ce- yeah, Steph wants to celebrate at home. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to me, I just love, there's just like, there's a mean streak in me. I just love seeing all those people mad at and quiet. And so like, so quiet that like in the television broadcast of the after party, you can like really make out what everyone's saying because all the people have left. And like the 1100 uh, away fans are there celebrating. Yes, exactly. I loved when Tor- those Toronto fans in the finals last year just like stuck around Oracle and like made a, pro- like we're a problem. That was I'm like, wouldn't leave. I love that. And just like, <laughs> it was so good that that's how Oracle was sent off. Anyway. Uh, uh, so we got some questions. Great. It was actually the first Buckets episode. Uh, we did a Q&A with Ben. Oh, wonderful. So, I get, like you said, late August is sort of the mailbag season yeah, this of this feels NBA. like mailbag season. Yeah, exactly. There's not too much to talk about right. news-wise. Right, right. And whatever there is, we'll probably get addressed in these cues that we yes, should Yes, exactly. A. Great. Uh, so, here's a, here's a light one. Bring just it. to get us started. Please. Which is, quote-unquote, current events. Great. Uh, Steve 
is too cool asks yes he is is dwight howard going to be a bust <laughs> on the lakers this season do you think they would be better without him i have a bit of a controversial opinion on this i mean i am i, you I like history with dwight history with Dwight. history with sort of loathing <laughs> dwight howard me i am nowhere near alone in this no no but i think you you were definitely early on in the dwight hate trade yeah uh, I'm not, not too proud of that, to be honest with you, because I mean, like, I'm proud of it because I think that he has a bad personality and I think he's exhibited that time <laughs> and time again. And like every team that he I mean, like, doesn't when, he only last one season with the t- like, yeah, he's been cycling. <laughs> when did you make the claim that Dwight Howard was not funny? Not funny. Yeah, not funny. I think it was like <laughs> mid Orlando Magic days. And so I could, that's early, like, early, pretty early. Before he left the Magic, he you was, were like, this guy's corny. He was just so corny. And it was so <laughs> evident. It was so obvious to me that it was like maybe also that he in a little bit as an Orlando Magic big man he was like following in Shaq's footsteps and Shaq is so charismatic I mean like has his own brand of charisma maybe it's impossible for me not to compare Dwight and Shaq and it was like Dwight Howard is diet Shaq in a way that is unsatisfying and makes my teeth hurt and is like bad for my body <laughs> like he's bad diet Shaq is a great comp I mean he was on Orlando he dressed as Superman yeah like every- he went to the Lakers god yeah, the Superman dunk contest. Like, even when he was trying, oh, I just found all of his whimsy so forced, so in your face, and so fell so flat to me that I just never liked it. Will he now? The question is, will he be a bust on the Lakers? I actually think no. Oh, so be- you're you're back. I'm back. I'm sort of back only because I think the bar is so low. I think the bar, and like, again, you said that we touch on current events. Another thing we were discussing off mic is that we are coming on the heels of this sort of manufactured Kobe and Shaq. Twitter moment. <laughs> yeah. And which is so, not a moment. Which is not a moment. But we have nothing else to talk about. At all. Of Kobe <laughs> just being like, if Shaq had practiced, I'd have 12 rings. And Shaq was like, stop saying that. And then somehow it ended up with both of them teaming up to slam. <laughs> it's like the one thing they could agree on <laughs> is that they both hate Dwight Howard. And it's like somehow Dwight Howard was the loser of this most recent Kobe Shaq beef. It was like no one likes Dwight Howard. The bar for his success is so <laughs> low. No one expects anything out of him that if he if he plays 20 minutes a game and is like a serviceable big man yeah. and gets like te- nine rebounds a game I think it'll be a win uh, so I honestly the less he does the better <laughs> exactly like we're like the Lakers are like all right, we'll sign you. And he's like, great, but we won't pay you until December. Fine, that's fine. fine. You can't shoot. Done. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. All you have to do is set screens, roll to the basket, and get offensive rebounds. Yes. If you take a shot, we'll bench you. We'll yeah. cut you. You won't get paid. Uh, done. Done. I'm in. Whatever I'm in. you need. We just. I just need to check with JaVale McGee first. The most reliable uh, of ombudsmen and vetters of personality, JaVale McGee. It was like, that's what someone brought up. It was like, Dwight Howard has fallen so far that like they need to run it by <laughs> JaVale McGee to see if Dwight Howard is like emotionally fit to Shacked be able to in team. a fool all-star yeah. has to give you, Dwight <laughs> Howard, the green light. Yes, exactly. How humbling is that? Very, very humbling. He was, he, like, in his mind, he's still a defensive player of the year, nine-time all-star. Nine-time all-star. He's a nine-time all-star. Yeah. yeah. Eight, nine, I can't I can't quite count. Yeah, it's he, amazing. Like, he was a 20 and 15 player it's in Orlando. Incredible. And this was like seven years ago. If he's 10 and 10, which is not unreasonable. I mean, who knows how much he'll play, but if he's 10 and 10, that I feel like, I mean, you as a Laker fan, you tell me, but to me, that's like a huge... For a backup it, five, that's great. Is he gonna? Is he not gonna start? Uh, TBD. TBD. Again, we gotta run it by the McGee, McGee man. And if he doesn't start, is it Javale McGee? Yes, yes, yes. JaVale Those McGee. are only two options. Javale McGee and Dwight Howard. Yeah. Because Boogie, R.I.P. Yes, because Boogie yeah. is <laughs> wherever he is. Yes, exactly. Now he's threatening people. Uh, yes, it's not a good look. Can we talk about jersey number thirty-nine for a second? That's another might- choice. <laughs> 
That's another funny thing that I was like, they're like, Dwight, you got to act normal. He's like, I'm humbled. I'm rock bottom. I will do anything you want. All right, what number do you want? 39. 39. Okay, so you're not taking it. Can seriously. I do 39 in the third? Would it be possible? Like, are fractions are fractions allowed? So like the first decision, the first like That's insight weird. into That's it's weird. Like, All right, just please. How about four? <laughs> Can you be seven? Yes. Why do you have to be third? Like, he's already, it's like the, the class clown you let back into the room, and then they're like, no more jokes. And he's like, all right, fine. What, what number do you right want? Right away, yeah, exactly. Straight 39. away. First thing. Yeah. And then you're like, it's not, it's fine. It's not 69, uh, yeah, where it's exactly. like a noticeably funny number. Yes, exactly. But it's not normal. I've sort of, I guess my, I, I do experience some guilt, though, just because I'm, when I sort of come around, my opinion on Dwight has only come around in that, like, I now I feel bad about the pylon. <laughs> it's like, I felt good about my anti-Dwight opinion when I felt like it was a little bit ahead of the curve, but now that it's like common knowledge and fully accepted that he is a dork loser, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, now I feel badly and I almost want him to Re- I, I, I'm actually rooting for him. This this year, for the first time, I find myself rooting for Dwight Howard. You like led time. the pack too much, and then <laughs> it, the the pendulum swung too far. I feel like, badly no, 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 about feel it. Bad. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's, feel, let's feel good for Dwight. Exactly. But Dwight's problems have never been on the court. Like never. Even in, even in Charlotte, where he was like you know considered an outcast, and none of his teammates liked him. And truly he forgot lead. he played there. He was 16 and 13. Crazy. Like one of the NBA's leading rebounds. He has rebounders. He played 81 games. Started them all. Really? Yes. He's like one of the most one of the most impressive physical specimens in sport. He's a he has a crazy body. Not yep. to be objective, objectifying like that. But he's crazy. He's crazy. He hasn't like gained one pound. Not of fat, at all. It seems. But I do. So someone was saying that like, he doesn't set screens though. Like and but like the the problem the off the court problem does kind of translate yes. to on the court in the same way that Kobe was sort of griping about Shaq. Is that like he do, he probably doesn't actually maybe work that hard to improve his game and like add new facets to his game and like be disciplined and be normal. Yeah. And like he isn't that. I mean, there's a reason all of his teammates are happy that he's gone and like he get he has to leave every team after a year yeah exactly I just don't exactly know what that reason is yes. beyond being corny cheesy unfunny but like is that, that did he big play with issue? Steve Nash and the Lakers wasn't he like with Nash yes that was that year and they were like we're gonna do pick and roll and he was like no and they were yeah. like but 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 Steve but Dwight Steve Nash is like a is like a savant he's like a pick and roll savant That's this right. will like be our offense he was like I don't know number 39 please <laughs> they were like right <laughs> so, fine yeah but now I guess as his game is declining maybe the emotional part's not less worth it yeah. but again the Lakers can cut him and not pay him anything so that's why I think he's, he it's won't be zero a zero risk it's zero, zero risk. risk exactly the, the counter argument the Dwight haters will say just his mere presence poisons this locker maybe room. so yep maybe so I <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I loathe to think of like a like. Here's my prediction. I think Jason Kidd, assistant coach Jason Kidd, and Dwight Howard will That's like right. Jason Kidd will say something rude. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel a person. I think a personality clash could emerge. That's definitely. Right. Yeah, definitely. it's a powder keg for sure. It's a and powder we have keg. like one year to convince Anthony Anthony Davis that we're a stable organization. Gulp number thirty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Why thirty nine, Dwight? For fun? You're not fun. I try. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. 39. <laughs> nobody's, Stop. Nobody's 39. It's a prime number. It's just like, or it's not, I guess, 13. But like, it's just it's the most Might awkward. as well be. Yeah. When Ron Artest took 37, and maybe you know this, uh, it was, I think his reasoning was, it was, and this was, in and of itself, batshit, was it was because Michael Jackson had just died, and Thriller, the song Thriller, was number one on the Billboard pop charts for 37 weeks, 37. 
And it was like, okay. I mean, like, at least that's a long walk to get to a decision on a jersey number, but respect. Like, at least you have a reason. I, I demand to know why 39. I just, I demand it. Somebody uh, <laughs> guesstimated on Twitter that, that he set the record or his personal record for most free throw attempts in a game was 39. Okay. When, like, okay, sure. when Mark Jackson hacked Dwighted all the way to 39 free throw attempts. Oh, so maybe there's a maybe correlation there's that. there. Okay, great. Uh, all right, let's get to some okay. wacky, more offbeat. Okay, cool. Uh, who, blah, 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 let's see here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. An over-under question. Okay, great. I, I don't know if you've done any research this year. I, I truly have not. Uh, Jordan Mayhew writes, great. what should be a priority pick for my upcoming over-under league? Okay, maybe, cool. Maybe it's starting to spread. Great. Let me throw some, I mean, it's it's preliminary, and we're going to do the, the, the official the one. The proper draft later, sure. Yeah, but let me let me throw some Great. I know who Billy would ones. say, listening to your most recent podcast, yeah. Billy's so high in the Sacramento Kings these days. That's right. That I know if I were channeling Billy right now, I would say the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. My gut, for whatever reason, and hey, look, my gut led me to the title last year. That's right. Based on no research and no information whatsoever. <laughs> That's right. Are the Atlanta Hawks kind of dangerous? Uh, are the Atlanta Hawks looking kind of, like, what's their over-under, and are they good now? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> Definitely, they had that uh, like strong second half of the yes. year vibe. So that if yeah. they if they carry, carry over, that yeah. on, yeah, that's a good start. Plus, mm-hmm. they're in the East, and they have Reddish. I know yeah. that one of the Twitter one of the questions asked about Reddish. I'm like, I don't know, like Atlanta feels to me. Based they're at on, 33. I don't know, like so it's again, a pretty low bar based on nothing. Yep. I know that like Collins and Trey Young are really coming into their own as like kind of an awesome duo, yep. truly. And Cam Reddish could be good. Who else is on that team? But I truly don't even know who else is on the Hawks. Trey Young, John Collins, Herder. Yeah. So, and then they got Vince back, and they traded Vince Carter. For, yeah. Vince Carter. Vince Carter was wow. there last year, and then resigned. Vince Carter founded the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he founded. <laughs> Played with Dominique. I think. Yes. Uh, some uh, other extreme yes. numbers. Yes. The Hornets are the lowest over under at okay. twenty three and a half. I couldn't even tell you who's on that. And this is an honest question. <laughs> Side note: What team does Chris Paul play for? <laughs> Truly. And I, I was on the, on the drive over. I was like, I. I actually don't know. At what... the time of recording, it's the Thunder. Okay. Great. He was traded to the Thunder. Got it. They tried to get rid of him. They couldn't. <laughs> okay. He's there. Okay, good. Whatever that means. Okay, great. So the Hornets are, are bottom of the barrel because they don't have Kemba. They have no one. They have Terry Rozier okay. and the dregs of whoever was yes. left for the Hornets. Great. Uh, their over-under is 23. Ah. The highest over-under is the Bucks at 57 and Interesting. A Interesting. Yeah. The Bucks. Can they be another 61 team? Did they win sixty last year? They they almost cracked it. Or maybe uh, they they went exactly. They won exactly sixty. Wow, last year. fifty-seven and a half. Yeah, that. <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah, that feels good. I guess the East. I mean, you could argue is a little bit bolstered now with Kyrie. Another side note: Durant's out for the whole year. True Correct. or false? Correct. Out. Gone. Okay. Not so what's, playing. What's Brooklyn's over under? If you don't mind me asking. Ooh, good uh-huh. question. Uh, the Nets over under yeah. is forty-three and a half. Whoa! Now that seems low so to me. A little again. around five hundred. Uh, I think their over-under last year was in that lower 30s Hawks-ish range, and they got 42 wins. Yeah, that feels... They added Kyrie... And, and a healthy think, Levert. Yeah, and they think it'll be one game. That to me is weird. That to me feels <laughs> weird as a irrational Brooklyn Nets over-under stan. Aficionado. Yeah, aficionado. That feels a little weird to me. I mean, so Brooklyn feels okay. I have an irrational draw towards Atlanta. Yep. I'm intrigued by Sacramento for the reasons that Billy has laid out. He loves Buddy Heald. Yeah, and, the Kings uh, are 38. So even if that, they go 500, that's still above that. The West is so, so, so hard. Um, what do you think? What's what's your what is your gut? So like, do you have uh, another one of your go tos was the Knicks last year, the Knicks under, which seems like an, an obvious. obvious. Yeah. So last year they won seventeen games. Pathetic. 
This year, their over-under is 27 and a half. I'm going to go under, Steve. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go under, no doubt about it. <laughs> is there any reason to believe they're going to be better this year? They'll be wor- They'll be, they will continue to get worse until they are in the D-League. There's <laughs> they're no... They're going to be relegated. <laughs> yeah, like, they are not good. They will never be good. They're not good. And this is speaking as a fan. Uh, like, I want them to be good, and I know they will never be. RJ Barrett is a dynamite talent. He's great. He looks great. So is that other rookie they have, number 17, I- yeah. Iggy, whatever, like, the, they're, they'll be great. They'll be fine. Great young talent. Super cool. They're Fist always two years coach. away. Always. Yeah, Forever. Like, if we could just get two years away, and then once they once the two years arrives, we trade them for <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we thrive on potential at the New York Knicks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, who do you think is the highest over-under in the West? Um, I guess in the West... I'm going to say it's probably either Houston or the <clears> – <throat> sorry, have the uh, – in my mind, the or Golden State still. Is it Golden State? So it's a three-way tie Whoa. as of right now. Golden State is below them. So that three-way tie is Utah. Utah. Houston. And the Clippers. Okay, the Clippers, obviously. Right. I, I They're all at 54 and a half. There's been such an amazing shakeup in the league this offseason. It's, profe- like, it's been profound player change. It's yeah. incredible. Unprecedented. Because Utah now has Conley and Conley. That was their big yeah, hand, right? Yeah, and Bogdanovich. And Bogdanovich. From, from Indiana. So, and they were already pretty fucking good. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they and added two all-stars, basically. pretty sick. So what was their over-under? You said all those three teams are at what? 54 and a half. 54 and a half. And then Golden State is where? Golden State slipped to 49. Wow. They won 57 games last year. They lost Durant. They lost Iggy. Uh, Clay's out for the season. Boogie, Boogie yes. technically gone. Well, Clay's out for the whole season. Well, Clay, not the whole season. Yeah. So he tore his ACL. They think he'll be back sometime in February. But they got D'Angelo. I kind of think that the Warriors have gone back to being underrated. If their over-under is 49, I would almost say, I would almost be inclined to take Golden State over because they're sick still. Yeah. And they like... still have Steph Curry in that system. How bad can yeah, they be? Like, I don't know. I think there's there, there's, I think, and that Draymond Green, and Draymond Green, and like I think that we're sleeping on their just general, like you said, their general continuity. It's like the FIBA USA team lost to Australia recently, and it was like, how? Well, because that Australian team has been playing together for like eight years in a row, and like they have chemistry and they know each other's game. Golden State is nasty. Like I get that they lost Durant crushing. I get that whatever, like a little bit of player shakeup. D'Angelo is good. Steph Curry is like an MVP front runner. Draymond is an all-timer. Like yeah. that team is awesome. <laughs> there is something to continuity and chemistry. Of course. Like not having to learn how to play together. Yeah, exactly. The question is like, you look at a team like Houston. Yeah. It's every player's back except for one and that's Russell Westbrook. Does he like Sorry. counteract all the chemistry and continuity or is it like Hey, Russell, just, like, try to play with us. Or he's like, no, I'm Russell Westbrook. You guys try to play with me. I really don't know. That is going to be <clears throat> definitely one of the most, like, obvious, to, like, to state the obvious. That is, I feel like, one of the most intriguing teams, like, from a psychological perspective. Yes. Watch. It's and, like an experiment that's actually happening. Yes, exactly. What if and, you added the highest usage player yeah. to a team that, like, already runs their very specific type of yes. offense? How so, big of a disruption will that be? <clears throat> pardon me. Something that you and Billy touched on in a previous episode with Mundelkin was that um, it does feel like James Harden and Russell so Westbrook are each other's only friends. <laughs> Just on a, on a deep, on a personal level, on like a personal psychological level. They only does, like each other. And no one else, and and they, yes, exactly. Yeah. They only like each other and only each other likes them. So it's like, <laughs> right. it feels They're like. in a bubble. So they have to make it work. Yeah. Like James Harden and Chris Paul, I think that like we're really sleeping on how much, like I just feel like in retrospect, there was a lot of animosity there. Yeah. And like, not that that means much or maybe it will or maybe it won't, but I, I don't know. Houston, and you're saying they were one of the top three? Yeah, Houston, Utah, and the Clippers are all 54 and a half. And Which Clippers. one of those teams is most likely to win 60 in your eyes? Uh, like I would say Houston. One? 
Yeah. I would say Houston, I think. Yeah, what do you think? Kinda, yeah, I, I like Houston a lot this year because they were, if you think about it, they were the second best team for like yeah. the last five years. Yes. It's Golden State, Houston, and everybody else, it seems. Yes. Uh, the other teams like from the East are gone. Like yes. the, the Cavs are no longer the Cavs. Yes. The Raptors are no longer the Raptors. Right. Uh, the Warriors are no longer the Warriors, so it stands to reason. The the Rockets, who got better, quote-unquote, yes. they got Russell Westbrook. And they were still like the number two, and they were already winning almost 60 games every so year. So everybody around them got exactly. worse. They got better. In theory, it should work. Yes, exactly. But then there's always the potential of it not working. Yes. Because it's Russell Westbrook, yes. and who the fuck knows what's going on there. I don't know. I, I think he's only ever played in Oklahoma City, right? This is his first, like... Yep. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I would say Houston. Houston, to me, could be like an NBA final. Like, they're almost like re- like it would stand to reason that they're like a title favorite, right? Like yeah, you would think so. <laughs> I, think the, I think the huge wrinkle of the fact that it's Russell Westbrook like, yeah. has thrown everybody off. Yeah. People but just he, assume he's crazy over the hill past his prime. I just don't see him that way. I don't see Westbrook as like emotionally, vol- like emotionally volatile. I see Harden. Almost, I almost see James Harden as more... Like, kind of like, I don't know what a better word for that, like um, emotionally kind of unpredictable or something as Westbrook. Westbrook's Westbrook's like, he plays with such ferocity. There's a ferocity to him that I think people confuse for, (laughs) like, violence. (laughs) Like, almost literal violence. Like, he plays the game with violence in a way that is, like, like, uh, intimidating or, like, makes you think he's scary. But to me, he's, like, just just simply one of the greatest players ever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely at like, his size. Yeah, who just like a human that's shape and size. And like I average a tri- like I average a triple double <laughs> here to four unprecedented. <laughs> I do it annually. Like I like for three years in a row. He, I've done it. He's amazing. So yeah, I would say Houston will probably. I don't know. My guess would be Houston would would win sixty games. All right, so yeah, I get great. Um, who? <laughs> here's a random one. Callum Twatter writes, "Who is the hottest basketball podcast?" Oh damn. So you listen to basketball podcasts. I listen to some, ba- some basketball podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Who's the hottest podcaster? Okay, like hottest, like physically, like <laughs> yeah, like physically hottest. Okay, um, you're very handsome, Amir, and oh, you're charming, you. and, Let's, and uh, you have a lot of present company uh, not included. Okay, yeah. great. Um, let me think. Who's that burly, bearded, like lumberjack guy on the starters? He's pretty. Oh, hot. Trey. Trey he's Kirby. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> he's tall, tall, bearded, he's cool hair. He's like a hot guy. That's yeah, pretty hot. Uh, I would say Woj. I would put there only because like like. He's the he's the king. Like there's some there's some like sex appeal that comes with I think the status of like you are the bat the source yeah, for basketball yeah, he, news. He's hot in like a Heisenberg kind of way. <laughs> like Brian Cranston isn't necessarily hot, but he's powerful. Exactly. So let me let me throw Shams at you, who's almost as powerful as Woj, but objectively hotter. He's definitely up there. <laughs> I I, I, sh- I should have considered him first and foremost. What he's about uh, C.J. McCollum, sa- who's a basketball player <laughs> and podcaster? Uh, I think he's a little dorky. He's got a st- he's got sort of a um, a uh, Stephen Urkel vibe to me. Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel is yep. what I meant. Yes. Yeah. 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 CJ McCullough, of course, is hot, and he's the only like. I mean, Redick, JJ Redick. Oh yeah. Is like an attractive yeah. guy with a sleeve tattoo. I wonder and if we hair. almost have to say no actual basketball players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although basketball players can be hot and ugly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shams. I think I guess Shams. He's just like a young, attractive man. Yeah. And like he has like. <laughs> <laughs> he is like a beautiful guy, but like for my own personal, like who gets my motor going? I would say it's uh, what's his name from <laughs> the starters. Sorry, sorry, sorry to go back to him, but yes, uh, yeah. Trey Kirby. Trey is Kirby, so sorry again. Hate to objectify humans like this, <laughs> Dwight Trey, but uh, you're hot. He's hot. <laughs> Congratulations, Trey Kirby, for winning hottest basketball podcaster. That's a very oxymoronic label to give him. It's a backhanded compliment. Yes, exactly. You are the hottest basketball podcaster.
Adam knows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a quick break to okay. thank a sponsor. Great. How about that? Let's well, do it. It's a MyBookie ad. Thank you to MyBookie for sponsoring this episode of our show. Cool. Adam, I don't know if you know this, but the NFL is about to start a new season. You don't say. That's right. Oh Antonio Brown on the Raiders, Le'Veon Bell on the Jets, Odell okay. Beckham is in Cleveland. The only thing that hasn't changed is where I, Amir Blumenfeld, yes. is putting my money on all the games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. And they made a super contest. I don't hmm. know if you're familiar with this thing, I'm but not. you put in a, a thousand, or sorry, a hundred dollars to enter. Okay. And you choose five games against the spread every week. Cool. And if you beat everybody else, the first place is guaranteed to win at least a hundred thousand dollars. Jeez, that, that seems that's, like a big win. That's a lot of money. You yeah. should enter because of your over under league yes. pick. Pro, like my hot streak. If, yeah, if you got that luck going, yes. You don't need to know that much. It's all just against the spread. True. You're flipping coins. Okay, I'll flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> and if you predict them correctly, you'll win at least a hundred thousand dollars for first place. Uh, plus, Damn. you can get a one thousand dollar first deposit bonus. That's right, double your first deposit if you use promo code Amir Ooh. to activate the offer. Wow, I'm honored. You're My a name promo code wow. as a promo code. <laughs> Jesus, mother, I made it. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. Don't forget to use the promo code Amir, and when creating your account, to claim that bonus. Nice. Bet, win, get paid. Thanks, my bookie. Thanks, my bookie. Uh, all right, more questions and answers? Please. <clears throat> what do we got here? Ooh, this is a great one. Great. Uh, C Note 604, whose career would you rather have? Yes. I saw this one. James Jones, who played for 14 seasons, was a three-time NBA champion, but mostly a bench player. Yes. Or Brandon Roy, a three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA selection, but career was cut short because of injuries. To be totally honest with you, and no disrespect to the question asker, this one is is flagrantly obvious to me. Okay. James Jones, <laughs> no doubt about it, obviously and evidently for a myriad of reasons. Okay, let's You're spending 14 years traveling around the world and playing, baske- playing basketball, yeah. but even better than playing, you're not playing, so there's no injury risk. <laughs> yeah. And speaking as a bench warmer myself on my high school basketball team, bench is where you want to be. It's great. You it's, get to, it's free courtside it's seats. free courtside seats. <laughs> free championship court- teams. It's like, that's fabulous. <laughs> you're like, you're James Jones won his titles with LeBron's Heat, right? That's I was mm-hmm. like, I, mm-hmm. okay, so you basically get to just like rub shoulders with the greatest team of all time. And then I think when LeBron went to Cleveland, James Jones went to Cleveland. So with you're him. just like palace with the with the goat. <laughs> you just the goat drags you wherever he goes. So you're like, I LeBron loves me. Yeah, LeBron loves me. I don't even play, and he loves me. I must have. I must be incredibly charming. Yep. Um, and 14 seasons. It's like, and Brandon, like no expectation of succeeding. Brandon Roy was a lottery pick. He was supposed to be an all world all star. All of a sudden, a knee injury, and it's like devastating. His life is like. Like <clears throat> that, like he he in certain by certain metrics he's like fa- failed. He's a he, tragic figure. Tragic. There's a tra- there's a tragic uh, sort of nature to Brandon Roy's career, which is sad. Um, so I'm definitely 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 <laughs> choosing James Jones's <laughs> career for longevity, for uh, lack of injury risk, yeah. for proximity to LeBron and other greatness. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, well, I'm the same way. I'm not as competitive. I don't need to be the better basketball <laughs> no way. player if I have bad knees. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be Greg Oden. If I made it to the league, if if I make it to the league, I I feel like my competitive itch would be scratched. I did it. I already did it. I'm and, in the NBA. And, <laughs> and now he's and now he's like a GM or assistant GM for the Suns. He James still Jones? Gets, yeah, he still gets to be in the system. So James Jones, what we're kind of discovering, has one of the greatest NBA careers of That's all right. time. Not even compared to Brandon Roy. I'll put him up against anybody. Exactly. <laughs> Just like. All right. James Jones legend. or Dwayne Wade? Or Dwayne Wade. <laughs> 
okay, now we get into a bit of a different thing because Dwayne Wade seems to have it all. Yeah, Dwayne he's Wade, the man and he's happy. He's the man. He's so happy. He played for a long time at an elite level. Like, didn't seem to take it too seriously. And by that, I just mean, like, just seemed to have a good perspective about life and yeah. career and family and basketball. Uh, is beloved. Will have his number retired. Probably will have a statue outside of Miami if he doesn't already. Uh, I think I might have to get in that. By that metric, I might have to go with Dwayne Wade. But just the fact that you're sort of struggling with the decision, even yeah. for a little bit, shows how much you respect James Jones's career. Massively. I don't even know he was a GM. Because you, you went to James Jones over Brandon Roy instantly. Heartbeat. And then Dwayne Wade over James Jones, <laughs> you had to debate. That's a bit of a debate. Because Dwayne Wade didn't injure himself catastrophically. And in fact, never really never got injured. And also was a bit of a sleeper. It was like, who's this young weirdo from Marquette? Oh, he's one of the greatest players of all time? What a treat. What a surprise. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. Um, so right, yeah, I'm going to take you, Wade. You mentioned statues. Here's another question. Yeah. Andrew Shirley asks, what yeah. current players will get a statue outside of the arena? Okay, great. I thought about this one. Um, I think that current players, statues, um, I would say it's really just LeBron, Steph, and Giannis. I would say all, the only ones with statue potential yeah. at this point in time. Is LeBron getting two statues? No. Just Cleveland. Yes. So definitely. Miami, no statue. I don't... Oh, boy. <laughs> I, see, to me, I would say, okay, here's what I think. I think if they were going to do a statue in Miami, it would be like a Wade LeBron. It would be like almost like if I were if I were architecting the statue, it yeah. would literally be that freeze frame when Dwayne Wade had just like thrown that over the alley-oop and like Wade is in the foreground like yep. this yeah. and LeBron is talking in the back. That would yeah. almost be the statue. <laughs> yeah. I would say like you can't really separate the two of them. Yeah. Dwayne Wade is the, like he is the heart of Miami more yeah. than LeBron, I That's feel like. That's correct, yeah. I but, feel like Dwayne gets the statue, LeBron gets something else. Exactly. Um, I feel like in Cleveland, they would still statuefy LeBron. I mean, LeBron should get the entire arena. Uh, the Cleveland. arena. It should be like a LeBron shape. The arena. Cleveland LeBrons. Yes, exactly. He, they're, they're not a team without him. No way. <laughs> what, is, what are they right now? They're not now? a city without him. What no disrespect. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, Steph, I would say, outside, I mean, I know they have this new stadium, but I feel like when he retire, if he... He deserves it. I'd say so. I'd say so. He, like, he like defined uh, an era of, like, which is now basically the greatest team. Yeah. One of the greatest teams ever. <laughs> and he's, he's like also the, the longest tenured player in the NBA, I think. That's I saw. crazy. He's that's like, wild. He's been on the Warriors for 10 years in a row. That's wild. Which is like unprecedented nowadays. In these days, that's forever. So even if he doesn't stick it out, I don't ever see him. I don't know. Like, I wonder what you think. You think he'll ever leave Golden State? You think he'll ever go elsewhere? No. If he does, it'll be like the last two seasons with Charlotte. Yes, like exactly. A, a little homecoming tour. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I think he'll get a statue. And then, yeah, again, Giannis says this is way early. But I feel like if Giannis plays even the bulk of his career in Milwaukee yeah. and is anywhere near as good as he kind of already is. <laughs> That's correct. He is like the best. He's yeah. the future. Yeah. He is. A yeah. He already is a statue in a way. Yep. So <laughs> I would say those three. Anyone He's else? statuesque. He's statuesque. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else? on the list for you Russ in OKC oh that's interesting yeah yeah he is OKC yeah. he was traded he didn't like demand to leave that's I guess true he, he did sort of figure he should leave but yes. like nobody's gonna boo Russell Westbrook no way they by the time to... he decided to leave everyone was like yes you should go averaged a triple double three seasons in a row I just feel like that gets washed away in all of like the LeBron, like LeBron or Golden State Warrior, this era of the NBA, like Russell Westbrook may actually be the best <laughs> of them all. <laughs> he, he, the, haters will say he's stat padded, but that's still impressive. Playing well? <laughs> Stat batted, he played well in many different facets of the game for extended periods of time. Even if he, even if he truly averaged a double double with eight rebounds, that's still great. 
averaging a triple, getting a triple double for one game used to be like, and that is a career highlight forever. <laughs> averaging a triple double like Oscar Robertson was like, well, that's hilariously unattainable. That's like up there with like like Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak yep. and like Wilt scoring 100 a game, uh-huh. and he just like did it quietly for years, and like we'll probably do it again next year. Completely desensitized to it. <laughs> Completely. It, w- it went from that's an MVP to did Russell Will- did Russell average another triple double exactly. by the way. He's won MVP, right? He won one MVP. Yeah, the year like. he did that first. Yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he would be, I feel like he's on the, sta- he could be statue statue worthy, I feel like, Oklahoma City. Did you know that a Thunder game, or he's played in every Thunder game. There hasn't been an OKC Thunder game without That's Russell crazy. Westbrook. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. So he is the franchise. Yeah, he literally is. A, yeah, so I would and say James Westbrook. Harden, I think if he wins a championship, has Houston's statue potential. Yeah. Yes, yes. James Harden is a is a fascinating NBA personality. I just feel like who is this guy? Yeah, like he's he's cool, but he's kind of quiet. He? Yeah, like he has he's, like style. He's very he's got the beard and like the cool style. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't speak very much though. He's I don't know anything about him, and I hate his game. Like <laughs> not hate his game, but like I to, like to Kobe's point last year in the or last year in the playoffs it was like. His game is isn't his sort of like one on one isolation burn twenty seconds of the shot clock like it it he won't win like like they won't like he is the reason that they get that they are the fifty six win team they've been for the past few and he is the reason that they have not made the NBA finals interesting like he right yeah. he is both yeah. like he is like he is the sort of double edged sword of Houston's success and failure but he also averages like over ten assists a game so I like, know so it's like it's confusing you want to say he's a ball hog but he's also leading the NBA in assists. It's just like 90, not, like he accounts for like what percentage of their offensive like points are. It's probably like 97. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? It's like, it's just not. And it's that's, either a step back or he drives and scores or drives and kicks it. And up. throws an alley-oop to Capella. Yeah. And like, at the, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to Harden maybe taking, if not a back seat, a, at least a sidecar seat yeah. with Westbrook there. I think that that will actually. Someone has to sacrifice something. They can't both do what they want to it do. It has to be James Harden. Like he is the they, one that has to sacrifice the thing. <laughs> like yeah. Unless they just fucking all alternate quarters which is like I always like why don't we just you got two superstars yeah just you have one rested superstar (laughs) every quarter yeah exactly who wants first and third who wants second and fourth yes they obviously shouldn't play together (laughs) yes stagger their minutes yes uh that's all right good answer good answer yeah uh, <laughs> another question about mm-hmm. Dwight coming to LA. I think mm-hmm. we covered it all. <laughs> Player most likely writes Jesmond FM. Most likely to try a new look this season oh, that is unanimously questioned, then ultimately ridiculed. Whoa! I'm voting Jabari Parker for wearing pure white contacts that make <laughs> him look possessed. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that specific uh, suggestion slash estimate. That would prediction. Be, uh, that would be awesome. Jabari Parker going pure white, white contacts. Which I guess is legal. I guess that's legal. Uh, I would have to say, okay, so the question is, who's most likely to try a new look that is initially reviled, but then we come around and like it? So something that popped out at me is like the Jeremy Lin dreads. Yeah. He had dreads for a little bit. Yeah. What was that about? What was that? How did he do that so fast? And like, Can anybody like, have dreads? Could I have dreads? Yeah, yeah, I think if you worked at it long enough, not with your hair, maybe. Because he had dreads. Like he had a buzz cut and then he went to dreads. dreads. Doesn't that take, shouldn't that take years? <laughs> was that a wig? In retrospect, was that a wig? <laughs> Dreads. All right. Uh, and then now he doesn't anymore. The karate headband was a thing for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I actually like. I actually like that. I, that's one of my like. My that's one of like the sort of NBA nouveau style choices that I actually think is pretty cool. You know, it will be like a back to a, a retro thing that's now coming back in yes. fashion. 
is if somebody bicked their head. Nobody's going full Kobe full rookie bald. bald. Yeah. Full bald. Hair is cool now. You see, like, the flat tops are back. The yes. mini fros are back. Some afros are back. All sorts of facial hair is encouraged. Cor- yeah. Yes. But who's going fucking Kobe rookie 96, bald, 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 no beard? He did that as a rookie? Yeah. He was bicking his head? That's so cool. Yeah. But, That's... like, that was, it was, you know, it was Michael Jordan. Yes. It was it was normal back then. I would almost say that if I had to, like, sort of, like, think through the psychology of who, like, needs an image rebrand, I would say Porzingis. I could see Porzingis doing something weird. Like he had a kind of a rough off season in his personal yeah. life. Like he's on the Mavericks now and he's playing, right? He's yeah, going to yeah, play yeah, and like yeah. whatever. He's with Luca. Like he's like in a bit of a safe space. Yep. I could see him like taking a weird risk. That's cool. I don't know what it could be. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a hair related thing. I don't know if it's like a weird neck tattoo Birdman yeah. style. But I could see Porzingis like doing something to like wrestle his narrative back. Yeah. And like take some attention away from himself in yeah. a weird way that ultimately when they start winning will be cool. Has anybody gotten face tattoos on, in the league? That's a good question. Like full Mike Tyson, just yeah. like, that's a great cue. Because like, that's a, that's in play, right? J.R. Smith do is that. like, all, all I think the way J.R. Smith is like, yeah, like everything <laughs> turtleneck. But, yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's yeah. crawling. He's running out of real estate. <laughs> yeah, it's like on his jawline at this point. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Clarkson too got like a neck tattoo before anything else. Can but you, like, you never see like a Mike Tyson, like that would be pretty I would like to see that. I would like to see that. I wonder who would be. I Dwight's wonder, in play for that. Dwight is in play for anything. <laughs> If, if Dwight showed Desperate. up at training camp, he's like, what? I got a face tattoo. It's, it's like, a, I know it's not, again, it's not illegal, but like. You have Shaq on one yeah. cheek and Kobe in the other cheek and they're shaking hands over your lips. Like, that's so weird, Dwight. <laughs> I stop. Re- again, just stop? get rebounds. Just rebounds. <laughs> you're getting, you're doing rebounds. these little things. Stop it. Uh, all right. Best free throw routine asks Patrick oh, yeah. dis tweet. I like Jason Kidd's blow the kiss to yeah. the rim. Yep. Clay Thompson's three dribbles to the right, then shoot. Yep. Who who stands out to you as the best free throw routine? Some of my favorite historically. I do like the clay to the right, and the the guy that sort of pioneered that weird thing to me was Rip Hamilton. He like had a weird thing where he would like two front dribbles and then just like one, one deliberate right. hard side <laughs> dribble. And I really I just really, it was like a butt dumb ching. It was like a rim shot. <laughs> like in a way that I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Arenas had the. Uh, Around the back three times. Loved that. Thought it was very smooth. Um, Jerry Stackhouse, folks don't remember, would crouch all the way down to the ground. Full squat. Full squat. squat. (laughs) Every time, full squat. And I was like, wow. Uh, He would just sit down and then shoot A little exercise. Yeah. A little duty, a little poo-poo, a fart, and then he shot it. A little poo-poo and then a free throw. Uh, And then maybe my favorite one, because I was like thinking back, I believe it was Nick Van Exel who would shoot just straight up, not even from the free throw line. He would shoot from the circle. He yes. would shoot like three feet back from. So what's the, what's the rule there? A free throw has to. It doesn't have to be on the line. I think it doesn't have to be in that circle. I think it's the circle because Nick Van Exel would shoot from the circle. Yeah, he would like he would shoot was like two feet beyond behind the line. Amazing. And then didn't he also like shoot a little bit like off to the right or off yeah, to the left to yeah. like line up his like his his I left hand that. with it? It was just like I just love the idea of like he was like postmodern art like a postmodern artist like this whole canvas is my space. Yeah, like, like why does it have to be from fifty? It's like totally, man. Like, absolutely, man, baby. Like, yeah, like you do you. Like, right. Yeah, very the, groovy. The Carl Malone talking to himself at the free throw line. I liked that because, I mean, I didn't like that. Uh, but I thought it was funny how like he would take forever and like at a certain point like fan like the opposing crowds would just start like counting off the ten seconds and I thought <laughs> and that they'd was get fun. past ten yes they would get past ten and they would never call it yes That's and he has one of the fam- like the famous anecdotes about like because he was a I think traditionally a very good free throw shooter except yep. for that one famous game in the NBA Finals yep. when Scottie Pippen said the mailman doesn't deliver on a Sunday and then he missed the foul shot and that was awesome. <laughs> 
I'm like that. <laughs> that's awesome. He almost, like, he almost deserved to miss that just because the the story is so. Good. Yes, exactly. He should have missed it on purpose. Yes, exactly. For the Scotty story. Jason Kidd's blowing the kisses is fine, although I don't like Jason Kidd as a man. Yeah. Jeff Hornacek had like the gentler version of that where he would like wipe his cheek a few times to like yep. say hi to his kids. Yeah, which I thought was just like a, just a gentler classic Hornacek. Classic. <laughs> like I don't want the attention. I love my family. I'm Christian. And it's just like <laughs> got a great haircut. I can shoot really well. Exactly. But I'm probably a dirty player. Yeah, exactly. I'm like a high school principal who's mean on the inside. So, but great free throw. I was trying to think of like, and this is not going to read on a podcast at all, but there's someone who I couldn't identify who has like a cool, like whenever they dribble on the foul line, almost like touches their opposite shoulder and I couldn't place who it is. That's Clay. I that's think Clay. it's Clay, yeah. He touches his up his elbow on his shooting hand. Love that. Yeah. I think that's very cool. It's very that's stable. A, that's right. It's very Clay. I love that. I yeah. just think that's very like choreographed and sort of like suave. I think that's suave. Is it Steph or maybe another player that just like just takes one dribble and shoots it? Like, it's Steph. almost like he's like in a rush or something, or it doesn't matter. He's let's like, get he's it, gonna come make on, let's it. go. Yeah, I let's got go. the I got the uh what's it called? The <laughs> mouth guard hanging out of my mouth. Yes. One dribble shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry, man, I wanted to like, I know that on a previous Buckets episode, I like really contrasted Clay and Steph and like it is, I don't know, but like I just need to sort of eat some crow and just like come around to the fact that Steph Curry is one of the greatest players. <laughs> <laughs> of all time, his He's skill is unmatched and unparalleled. It's sort of crazy how good he is. Yeah. It's a little insane. He's also really he's really good at dribbling and shooting, like yeah. the two most important yeah, things. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> is he better at dribbling and shooting than James Harden, who's also very, very good at dribbling and shooting? That's a really good question. I would almost say that I would take in it by a nose, I would think Steph, like just from a skills, yeah. like from a skills perspective, I would say, I mean, Steph's handle is just yeah. silly. Yeah. To me, Harden has the, to me, Harden's greatness is like, I is like this thing of like, I'm go- he has like fewer dribble moves than Steph, but James Harden does that thing where he like, it's always like timing the defender's balance. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, that is his savant. Yeah, he it's like, almost like boxing. When, yes, exactly. It gets you a little, you, you just half a it's, step to the right and you're like, okay, I'm blown to the Exactly. Left. Like the second that you're a little <laughs> bit on your heels, I've won. Whereas Steph is like, I'm just going to like d- razzle dazzle Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> my way through all of the defense. I think it'd be more, who would it be more fun for you to guard? Fun. It was Steph. Yeah. Fun. I mean, like, James Harden is what just, he's gonna do. it's punishment. You're like in prison with yes. him. You're, just you're like on an this, island. It's horrible. And you can't do anything. You can't touch him either. <laughs> it's horrible. So you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I wonder if players hate guarding him or they like they like it. Yeah. Because like, you, you can try to block. It's like a the most challenging assignment for a player. Well, that's what I love about Clay. It's just like back to the Clay Steph thing. Like the reason that I still, even though like all, all the respect and reverence to Steph's offensive game, to me, Clay Thompson like is just going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time because he is like, I just love guys that in addition to their offensive prowess are just like straight up lockdown defenders. And like, you can tell Clay loves guarding James Harden. Yeah. Like Clay wants to do it. That's and right. I just love that so much. Yeah. Uh, here's a personal question. Ben Schwartz uh, okay, ben. chimes in. Yes, Ben. Take us through how to recoup from a rib injury. <laughs> this is sort of an inside uh, joke in Did that he... Ben and I, for whatever reason, Every like two to three months when playing basketball, yes. somebody hits our ribs in a specific way. We're like, well, that will be bruised for eight weeks. Nothing really looked like it happened. But that hurt bad. It was, an, it was like an elbow on the rib bone. And why doesn't this happen to every NBA basketball player? Like, why is this a unique thing? How does one strengthen ben? one's ribs? <laughs> you can't. Like, <laughs> Have you ever hurt your rib? 
Not really. That's to be honest thing. with it's you, I haven't. Like, I play with other people who are just as skinny as me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Is it like an ankle thing where if you hurt your ankle, you're more prone more to susceptible yeah. to hitting so it? So like we hurt it once and then it's like well, out of alignment. So like any <laughs> slight ding against the rib. Is it the same side? Like you're holding your no. left side? Is it just no. all? <laughs> it's it's like sometimes low, sometimes high, sometimes right, sometimes left. Sometimes One time I did it to Ben. I'm like, I feel bad. I know what you feel like. I, all I did was go to block your shot, miss, like, and sorry. my elbow hit your rib, and now you can't Bone breathe or laugh for uh, two and a half weeks. And you love breathing and laughing. <laughs> so I'm so... Two favorite things. <laughs> and it takes so long to heal because yeah. you always use your rib. You can't not sleep. How does... You'll always lay down on your rib. Oh, how does one recoup? I would say... Uh, I don't know how to recoup other than just like, I don't know, like some nice massages, heat and ice. I would say to pre-coop, to like oh. prevent, get fat. Yeah, get, get fat. Get fat or be look, fatter. Yeah, the vest is also very good. I looked into vests where it's like, but it almost like seems too constrictive. Playing basketball in a vest? Yeah, like a, there's like a, um, a preventative like padded yes. vest That's situation. That's like, cool. I'm not strong enough to pull that look <laughs> off. I'm, I'm going to look like I'm wearing like some sort of life preserver on the basketball court. <laughs> I'd rather hurt myself. It would be a style choice. You're an ankle man, right? That's I'm an your, ankle that's man. That's my injury. Achilles ankle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and are you landing on other people? Or are you just twisting yourself? Are you making yourself solo go twist, up baby? Just that's me, <laughs> and I like to jump. And then when I land, it cracks, and that's fun for me. That's really great. That's a great time that I have with my own body. It's, you're and, the Lonzo Ball, almost like what happened, Lonzo? You like you just tweaked an ankle. Now you're out for eight months. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. When was your last one? Uh, January two this year, day after New Year's. So I was playing with Billy and. Greg Felden and Mike Falzon up at Rio on the outdoor court. Big mistake. Outdoor court. Outdoor. Impossible. I think that was my... I'm okay. done with outdoor. It's concrete. It's sharp. It's heavy. It's... it's it's. I wish you would have been with me on January 1 <laughs> to say those things. There's no give. <laughs> no, There's give. no give. No give. <laughs> Just take. It just takes. <laughs> it's also hot. It reflects. <laughs> exactly. So you feel bad even if you don't get hurt. Yeah. And so I went up for do... a simple layup and I landed and bye. <laughs> and here we are in September and I still haven't played. And it's just like, well, um, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no one's bad but my own. You I'd... tripped a bone or something. Yeah, I broke I broke the, uh, the I forgot the name of the bone on the outside, but the sprain was super bad. It was swollen as hell. Third time I've done this in my life. Every 10 years, I'd, at 15, 25, and 35, I broke the same ankle. So are you coming back? Or are you like, I think I'm done forever? I don't know. I can't. I, I, I loathe to think that I'm done forever just because I do miss it. I really miss playing basketball, but I just can't hurt myself. I have this baby. I got to chase him around soon. I can't risk it. Like. Right. Right. Like the stakes are higher, and what like you like do? you said about the rip, like it's it's now it's more prone than ever. To get, right. It's not like it's getting strong. Like I'm getting stronger. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I've done physical therapy, etc. But still, like I'm just getting older, and my ankle's getting sad. I twisted my ankle once, and right. it was like going for a rebound. And then yeah. like since then, I'm like I'm not just I'm just not going to jump for a rebound. Like a rebound again. I don't care about the rebound. I don't care about that this anymore. Is practice, just uh, fun game. Remove that from yeah. my arsenal. Somebody nope. else can get the rebound. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome job getting the rebound. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to. Hurt myself, so I didn't get the rebound, which is fine. Yes. It's... So to Ben, I would say um, I really, I, I, I much respect to your ribs. I'm so sorry about that, and just put on way more weight, man. Yeah, you got to get put fat. on. We get hugely fat, and that's fun. That's the best part. Exactly. Of being, you know, <laughs> exactly. anything really. Life. Uh, ooh, what else we got here? Yeah. Okay, what team needs to relocate the most? Oh, uh, asks Becker Taylor, and where would you send them? Okay, great. 
I would say Sacramento. Yep. I would say the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Um, middle, I mean, I'm sure it's lovely up there in Steinbeck country, but yeah. I think that it's <laughs> like, I think that a team with De'Aaron Fox deserves a sexier locale. Yeah. A little bit. I mean. Because like 80 miles west is the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, what? what's the Sacramento team doing here? Exactly. So they're a little bit in like in, they're like being overshadowed by the Bay Area team. They are in and of themselves. Could be really cool. Bagley and Fox and Buddy. Like they're cool. They could be cool. They yeah. They could be cool. Now where would they need to go? And I don't want to step on another question that I happened to see, but it was like where would the NBA expand to? I don't want to yeah, step on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, it's all the same. It's all the same arena. So I would even say like, wouldn't it be cool if they went to like Mexico City? If it was like mm. the Mexico City Kings? Wow, that'd be dope. Wouldn't it be like? Be I just cool. think that'd be cool. Like a full rebrand, an international North American. Yeah, yeah, like an. International rebrand of uh, of the Kings, I think, could be cool. Um, so I would say Sacramento. That that's the team that leaps right to mind. Yeah. What the one thing you, about Sacramento think? is that the fans love them. They there. do because that's all they have. Yeah. I was looking at like poorly attended games, and it's like New Orleans doesn't quite seem like they care that much about their basketball yeah. team. It's yeah. It's like football country. Yes. The arena is always like a little. <laughs> I think we talked about this before. The arena always seems dim. Like, it's always a little sad to watch a game in New Orleans. Well, yeah. New Orleans, not to bring it to this, but that's not going to be a city in 20 years. So, like... You might maybe, as well move to higher ground. Yeah, literally. It was like, like... I think it's dim because of all the water and the storms. It's clogging the electrical system. Yeah, like... So, them in Memphis seems like... Oh, Memphis. Who's going to miss the Memphis Grizzlies? Good point. They can go back to Vancouver. That would be fun. In retrospect, do you think they regret? Do you I think they regret they leaving Vancouver? I don't know why they, they they gave them like six fun years, and then they're yeah. like, oh, "Let's get out of was here." Was there no NBA appetite in Vancouver? I think I feel like maybe, maybe now it was that. Or maybe because the, the Sonics were there and that yeah. was too close. But if you like move one of the yeah, teams, exactly. they can be both. Yeah. A little bit of a... It sucks that there's no NBA team in Seattle. I would even move the Sacramento Kings to Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's just like that I think seemed... that's been in the scuttlebutt oh, about the ether oh, okay. for forever. Well, that makes... Like. That's... And it's always about to happen and it doesn't happen. It feels like it makes perfect sense to do that. Seattle, Seattle Kings. Deserves it. Yeah. Seattle Grizzlies. Yes, exactly. Seattle anything. That's right. Uh, what else we got here? Okay, if you were to take over another question from Becker, if you were yeah. to take over the GM for any team, what team would it be? So, which team would you like to run? Okay, that's a good. That's Do you prefer r- to like buy low on the Knicks and then see if you oh, can be their God. savior, or you don't want to deal with Dolan? I can't stand to deal with James Dolan. <laughs> he is the cancer on the body of the New York basketball community. He is a monster. He is a living. <laughs> he is a grotesque. He is a monster. Did I you listen know. to the Donald Sterling 30 for 30? Yes. All five? Jeez, of course, in yeah. like a day. <laughs> that was fascinating. Fascinating, man. The, and the Trump parallels are like so prevalent down to the name. He want like, like. He Donald was, like, T. Sterling. He wanted to be Trump. Like, uh, he was openly, the West Coast Trump. Yeah, like, like that was like he was on the cover of like LA Magazine. Like, I want to be Trump. Like, yes. I want that yeah. for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sucked, man. What a what a seedy, horrible, just like the Elgin Baylor thing was so sad. Just like one of the greatest NBA <laughs> players of all time. Yep. Just like trying to run the team and just like being racisted against by his <laughs> yes. boss. Yeah. Like that was so fucking sad. So it seems like James Dolan is one level below that? Yeah. <laughs> Is like like I wouldn't be surprised if like so, I mean the James tapes Dol- come out. Oh my god! Yeah, like James Dolan's a nightmare. He's a <laughs> yeah. nightmare. So no, I don't think I would want to run the Knicks only because. And plus, like I just like love the Knicks too much. It needs to be someone I have a little bit of emotional removal from. I would say New Orleans. I would say New Orleans to me has like really fun pieces. That's fun. Did you guys touch on in the duos episode with Wendell and Billy? Did you guys even mention Lonzo and Zion? Because to me, they're like not Lonzo. We mentioned Drew and Zion. 
But yeah, Lonzo it. and Zion, that's like... To me, it's like... Those two guys can float. That's sick. Like, they're sick. Yeah. Like, that to me is a really fun sort of core to build a team around. Expectations are low. Like... Like young core and who else? Drew Holiday. Yeah, and Drew Holiday and other, Ingram and, and that Hard weird guy and, that dominated was dunking on everyone at the summer league. Yeah, Nikhil Alexander, the rookie. Oh no, Jackson Hayes. Hi- Hayes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That like, guy can float too. Like head above I don't know, the rim. like they have a lot of fun little pieces, young pieces there that could be fun yeah. to play with. So I might take the Pelicans plus every draft pick that the Lakers have for the next. Oh, that's right. Years. I might take New Orleans. Yeah, I think New Orleans, New Orleans might be one. my choice. What, what would you? What would you say? Uh, I, I don't want to say the Lakers just because that's of, the obvious. Of course, one. obviously. I'd like to run the Lakers. That would mm-hmm. be a, a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I would choose a city that I'd want to live yeah, in because, yeah. like, I have to. I, this has to be my home <laughs> Your base. Job. It's like, where do I want to live for the next five yes. years while I revitalize their organization? Yes. Like, I don't. I don't necessarily like buying low on Cleveland would be fun. Yeah. But like, do I want to live in Ohio for the next f- five years. Sorry, Cleveland. Probably not. Yeah. Portland would be fun. Yep. Living in Portland. That'd be fun. Running the running the Blazers. That'd be great. I'm and sure like, that's a great atmosphere. Like a really like solid organization. And they, it, it seems like they don't quite care about championships yeah they're like, like as long as Lillard and CJ are there yeah. and we're having fun and we have these moments kind of the seems fans great. are happy like you talk to Blazers fans like I don't necessarily need to win the championship God. like I'm celebrating God Lillard Pacific buzzer Pacific Northwest vibe it's yeah. also just like as long as the Warriors exist in the Northwestern quadrant of America it's like everyone else is like yeah well we're not going to beat the Warriors <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're no, we're definitely not going to just like bu- like buzzer beating moments. Yeah, the pl- Portland would be really fun. Uh, That'd be a really fun team. Will Vince Quintana uh, yes. writes? Will the three point line be extended in the future? And can you make a three point shot in the current <laughs> NBA? Okay, great. Um, could I make a three point shot in the current NBA? Unguarded, sure. I would say like out of a hundred, like from twenty two nine or whatever it is, out of a hundred attempts, I would give myself. I could probably shoot. I would probably shoot thirty. I would say like thirty. 30%. Wow, 30 that's to, pretty good. I think I could, unguarded. Yeah, yeah, unguarded. Guard, open when you, like, you're in a rhythm and you, you make uh, two or three in a row. Yeah, I would say that I could. You, made, you do have a good jump shot. Thank you, Amir, and, and to you, uh, as do you. So I would say like I would unguarded NBA distance with a good rebounder in an indoor gym. I could see myself making 30 to 33 out of 100. Guarded? With, with a warm-up, with a few warm-up attempts because you want to calibrate. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't just like go in there cold. Yeah, cold. No, no, with a few warm-ups and just warm-ups. like and a layup line or two. Yeah. Guarded by any NBA player <laughs> in a game context, I would say, and I've thought about this, 0.5 out of 100. Because I think in one reality, I would make zero out of 100. But I think there is a world where I could make one, maybe. There's open catch and shoots in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, like, LeBron was on your team. Yes. And he drives. Yes. And the defender leaves you. Yes. But I guess it is kind of crazy, scary. Like, his pass will come at you faster than Fast. any pass. And the six foot seven inch small forward is sprinting towards you. Nine, <laughs> nine six foot seven, just humans in your periphery. It's light plus and the, the fans arena and the lights and, and the you're sprinting. Ju- <laughs> like, and you're wearing a heavy, probably jersey. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. Everything that jersey would, would feel, feel heavy. Like, it would feel like a life preserver. It would feel like that. <laughs> the shoes would probably feel heavier. So heavy. Socks, pads. I'm nervous as fuck. Like so, I think I'm either making zero or one. So I would say out of a hundred. So. So in that kind, in a game context, I would say I'm averaging 0. 0.5 out of 100 makes. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, do I think it'll be extended? Um, Cause like why? Just because it's like too easy now? Yeah, they're shooting at a too high of a clip. Sure. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know what. Is that is that been floated? Is that like possibly going to happen or like not in any serious way? There's been there was been an awesome article sometime in during the playoffs. I think it was from that Sprawl Ball book, the yeah. Kirk Goldsberry book. Yes. Have, do you have that book? No. Solid book. Cool. Uh, 
it was either from the book or the same author where he uh, was making suggestions on how to de-emphasize the corner three. Oh, interesting. Because so many offenses are just like yep. corner three or layup, corner three yep. or layup. And it's like that corner three has been like game yes, theoried totally. uh, into the league where it's like now Houston only shoots those totally. shots. So that he was like, he was making little suggestions where like, what if there was no corner three? Huh. What if the three was just the above the break threes? Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, or like uh, making, I forget what some of the other suggestions were, but it was like to de-emphasize That's interesting. all these, like the idea that like basketball is being gamified to the point where people are only shooting corner threes. Now, is that, now is there an argument to me that like, why is that even a bad thing? Why is the game theorification of basketball, is that ultimately bad? It's like, like the Greg Popovich thing where it's like, this is ruining the NBA. Like it's not about. And I would say, is it? Yeah. Is it ruining the NBA or is the NBA totally awesome, better than ever? It's fine if the Rockets want to like, like algorithm their way to the semifinals every year and not win. Right. Like, is it ruining it? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, Cause like a team hasn't, like the Rockets have emphasized it to a point, but they haven't won the championship. They, I mean, they are like they are the poster children for that, right? Like yeah. the Daryl Morey, D'Antoni, like seven seconds or less, just volume of shots. Corner with PJ Tucker, you're not leaving the corner. Like <laughs> right. we're just, but like, how is it going for them? Right. Like I don't <laughs> know if well, it is ruining anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But so I don't know. Like, sure, they could bump it out. Like, oh, uh, another great idea yeah. he had is that yeah. every home court, like in baseball, can choose their own arc. That'd be dope. So <laughs> that'd be so cool. That so would like be the so Warriors cool. one could be further out because like you guys aren't making it, but Steph will. I would be very for that. <laughs> that sounds very fun. Yeah, and every arena has its own different three point arc. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be very cool. I like that idea. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. All right. What else we got? That'd be cool. Running out of time a little bit, but let's Great. see if we have any ones that we haven't. This is too fun. Uh, 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 okay, here we go. Could you name kind of in the Dwight vein? Can you yeah. name players in the NBA that are worse than Carmelo Anthony? Is the problem off the court? Right. Tommy Kuznia. Yeah, it is the Carmelo thing. It is weird. So Dwight's getting a third, fourth, fifth chance. Melo not getting any. Chance. I don't under. I, I don't understand. That. That's another thing where like Melo was overvalued, and then the nerds came in and like, actually, he's really, really bad. Actually, he's so bad. Actually, he's out of the NBA bad. That's and now it's like, whoa, did we go too far with Melo? Is he now underrated in a way? He was like sabermetricked out of being <laughs> seen as valuable? Yes, That's but like so not even valuable, but like in any like top 250 players in the world? It does seem it does seem psychotic that he's not on a team, and he will be, right? I like, don't know. Like, he, <laughs> he will <wasn't>... be... <laughs> It's crazy. Like he will if he if he doesn't start the season on a roster, I'd be pretty confused. And if the whole season passes and he doesn't get signed mid-season by some title contender, some team trying to make a playoff push, I'll be I'll be offended. <laughs> I, 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 then I don't I then I don't know what ba- being good at basketball means or like I just don't know what <laughs> is be real. Personally offended. Yeah. Like, I just as a Knicks fan or as a human, as a Syracuse fan. That's as, right. As as a player who, like, I don't like Carmelo, but I don't, like, have any, like, personal allegiance to Carmelo whatsoever. I get that, like, in this in this uh, sort of, like, we're living in this uh, beautiful game, Golden State Warriors, share the ball, Houston Rockets, sabermetric world, that, like, a guy like Carmelo, similar to Harden, but worse, who yeah. just, like, hold, who, like, needs the ball and holds the ball. He's a bit of a black hole. Yep. You throw the ball to Carmelo, you're not getting it back. <laughs> I'm like, that's just part of it. And, like, he needs the ball on his spot, and, like, that's it. But isn't isn't he awesome? <laughs> like, is it all those things considered? Isn't like given all that? Isn't he still like very, very, very potent at scoring? Right? Like, is he, or is he so bad at defense that it doesn't matter? Or yeah. Is he so bad at passing and running and running an offense that it doesn't matter. 
and I do know, and I do, I do get the sense that he, his ego is such that like he's not going to take a six man role. I and, think like, that's what it is, and like that's probably is. Sorry, Carmelo, that probably is where you are now. Whether or not you believe Dwight Howard, he's at least putting it out there that he's willing to take that off the bench role. Exactly. Melo hasn't quite said that, even in a PR way. Yeah, where exactly. He's like, I will come off the bench as a ninth man if you need me to be like in a tough spot and you need some offense late in the second quarter. I think if he's not signed by January, like by like February, he. I wonder if there's a humbling. I wonder if he will ultimately humble himself and be like, okay, I'm on the Bucks now. Yeah. Just like, because like a team would be, I don't know, like a team in the West, the competitive West, especially like you're talking like you like Utah or like. <laughs> Someone just couldn't use a Carmelo Anthony <laughs> off the but like it's crazy. Yeah, it's, like, it's so what good. Te- what what teams are like they? I guess my question is like, what are these ninth and tenth man that the Lakers, the Jazz, the Clippers prefer over Melo? Exactly. I guess they prefer like a younger player with higher upside. I guess a guy with like a high motor that can play defense and rebound well. Yes. Versus an aging superstar that can't quite defend. That doesn't we'll defend. S- we'll I mean, s- doesn't defend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, like he is a he is a liability on defense, and he rec- and he his game is particular and specific in that, like like I said, like he's not passing, no. and he doesn't play defense, yeah. and those are two pretty important parts of basketball. <laughs> so now well, we're talking our way back into the idea where it makes sense that Melo's not on a title <laughs> yeah, contender, yeah, yeah. nor does he want to sign with like Orlando in April, where he's like, just let me get some shots. Exactly, up. but like you're telling me that like the Lakers. Like LeBron, like his buddy, he doesn't want to like go play with his buddy. Well, yeah, I'm like he. I think he wants to play, but I don't think LeBron ouch, wants to man. play with his buddy. Ouch! Yeah, full ouch. <laughs> Just like I feel bad for him. So to the to the to the questioner's question, like, are there players worse than Carmelo? Like probably half the league. Yeah, like half the league is worse than Carmelo, right? Unless I'm <laughs> overlooking something massive, but like he could drop be dropped into any team and score twenty a game if given he the wanted minutes. to. But the, the question is, will those twenty points help the team? Right. So I think he's stuck in this middle land of, like, the great teams don't want to add a Carmelo Anthony type to their yeah. great team, to the chemistry. Yeah. And he doesn't want to join the bad teams. Yeah. Because, like, why do I want to play in Sacramento? Yes. It's kind of a sad look. Yes. And so the, maybe there's some team in the middle, yes. that, like Minnesota, where yeah, it's like, right, right. we're That's struggling, right. but he would be having fun here. Yes. If he were s- smart, listen to me, if he were smart, if he were interested in winning, which, he, honestly, he might not be. That's right. And like that's another thing. It's just like I do think that we as fans are like winning is like winning. Like all the, we just assume that all these players want to win. As evidenced by the Donald Sterling podcast, some people actually don't give a sh- living shit about winning, and that is not their metric for success at all. Yeah, they just want cash and to have fun. That's all. And like that's honestly fine. I'm like, I don't care. But like, I was going to say, like, if Carmelo was interested in winning, I would like, in January, like, sign up the freaking Clippers. It was just like, I could see a reality where he like, just like swallows his pride, accepts a bench roll and like signs with the Lakers or the Clippers if they would have him. I think the Clippers are like too smart to add a player like, like they're very, they are diligent and specific and scout for years and like. Why did he, why did Carmelo fail so badly in Houston? Why? Like, what was it? Like, 
why did it go so bad? Yeah, I don't know. Was it the defense thing? <laughs> it, like, yeah, between him and Harden, like, you can't have two guys. Like, if he has a bad shooting game, it's like a, a black hole. Where yeah. It's like, you're, you're giving up points and we can't play you. And, and anecdotally, then, who was it that went on some, like, radio show recently? I can't remember who it was. And was talking about Carmelo. Oh, oh, Chauncey Billups, maybe? Was saying about Carmelo that, like, he would have like 25 and 10 and they would lose and he'd be stoked in the locker room like as long as he got his like yep. that was all that mattered yeah, to him yeah, and yeah. like that I could just I mean that is an unhelpful attitude <laughs> yeah he was more concerned with putting up 20 points than about winning yeah like that's not great <laughs> so like because other people do care about winning that's right so yeah they care the most about that's winning that's right yeah uh, okay one last question yeah uh, 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 uh. Who is the hottest basketball podcast? Oh, no, we already did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one's pretty hard. Great. If you take the top superstar out of every team, okay. i.e. no LeBron on the Lakers, yes. no Curry on Golden State, yes. no Kawhi on the Clippers, yes. who do you think is the favorite to win the NBA? If you take the top player off every team, who's still the best? <laughs> yeah, like who's got the best, I guess, supporting cast around them? Well, per our previous conversation, Houston has to be considered only because, I mean, like, well, who is even their best? Whether you take Harden or Westbrook off, they still have Harden or Westbrook and everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's, that's pretty, pretty solid. That feels potent. I think if you take Westbrook away, that team would be the best. Yeah. But if you take Harden away, maybe not so Interesting. Much. You val- I feel like you value Harden over Westbrook and I value Westbrook over Harden. Yes. I think you think true. Harden is better for the team than Westbrook? Yes, I do. Why? Because he <laughs> he's uh, a better shooter. He Where is like a better shooter Harden, for sure. Harden's thing is that he can hit the step back if you give him too much runway. Where Russell Westbrook is like a twenty nine percent three point shooter at this. Is point. it that bad? Yeah, is it like that? It's getting bad. Jeez, I didn't yeah. realize that. Like, and sometimes Westbrook shoots and it just like clangs off the side of the backboard. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, wow, <laughs> way off. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You're good, and you did that. That looks yeah. like me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would also submit favor to win the NBA. So if you take, let's say, Steph off Golden State again, the now you system. have D'Angelo and you have Draymond yeah, and like and Clay. Clay. That's still pretty good. Pretty like, solid. That's a good team. Clippers with Paul George and no Kawhi, pretty solid. That's a good team. That's still a really, really good team. Um, so yeah, I would say Houston is like the boring, obvious answer to me a little bit, but also Golden State. Again, just to reiterate, Golden State somehow (laughs) in a shocking turn of NBA events is now underrated. (laughs) <laughs> a team, the franchise that has won like three of the past fucking five titles That's right. is now a dark horse. <laughs> and they have like a chip on their shoulder? Fully slept on? Like, it's weird. NBA is crazy these days. <laughs> like, the Warriors are a legitimate underdog. Uh, yeah. It's wild. Warriors are a good one. Uh, Clippers are a solid one. Yeah. Who else is like one superstar? I mean, yeah. like, again, Brooklyn is going to be living that reality this year. Like, Durant is not going to be on the team, and we'll see how well they do in the East. That's right. I think it's a little premature. I mean, like, people got so high on the Nets, myself included, from as per the uh, over-under draft last year. But people got so high on the Nets because they had Kyrie and Durant. But, like, I wonder how, actually. <laughs> uh, now that I, I know that I'm contradicting myself in the span of one podcast, <laughs> but I actually wonder how good they'll be because Kyrie is also a bit of a weird personality. He wasn't a great fit. He wasn't a great fit in Boston. No, he was not a great fit. He throws teammates under the bus. He's a bit of a selfish, and he's not maybe the, I mean, I don't know. I wonder how Brooklyn will do. I just wonder, especially without Durant. Because they had the best chemistry. They were dancing on the bench. You think Kyrie's dancing with him on the bench? I do not. 
I, I don't do think not, so. I do not. So I like, wonder if there's a situation where like Boston and Golden States are like, should we just switch back? Should we like, I'll send you D'Angelo. That's so funny. He goes back there. We get yeah. Kyrie yes. with Steph. Like yes. imagine those two handles on the same team. That'd be crazy. That'd be a fun trip. That'd be really fun. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it can only happen in December. Yes. And unfortunately, we're still in late August. Late August. Mailbag season. Uh, <laughs> mailbag season. Well, thank you for coming on the show well, and helping us answer me. these questions. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we'll probably do an over under draft very soon. Cannot wait. Uh, September's right around the corner. That's Great. preseason times. Yes. Training camp times. Well, there's no offseason like like the NBA as they were saying on Sports Center last night with this Shaq Kobe Dwight "Quote unquote drama." It's <laughs> that like that was so funny. Dwight, they're they're like, like, no league is as good as 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 like keeping fans' interest buoyant in the true dog days of nothing happening than the NBA. They're amazing at this. The NBA is amazing at this. It's so good. We're and hooked. like football's about to start. We're still talking Who about gives a Kobe. shit about that. Two retired players beefing on Twitter. Kobe throwing Dwight under the bus together, teaming up. <laughs> we can agree. It's a human. It's a human version of that meme where it's like one guy holding hands <laughs> with another guy, and then it teams up. So it's like only- Kobe fans, Shaq. <laughs> fans. Fuck Dwight. Fuck Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Another another great episode in the books. Another year in the books. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Buckets. Yeah, excited to start another season. Wait, before we go. Great. Uh, what do you have to promote? I forgot about that whole part yes, of the industry. I would just say no to the No Joke Podcast here on this very HeadGum Network at No Joke Pod on Twitter iTunes, please like, review, subscribe, etc. No joke. I host it with Billy Skifiri, who's almost the sort of de facto co-host of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. If you like Adam and Billy from Buckets, there's no reason yes. you wouldn't like them together. We'd stand fully to reason. And sometimes I'm even in the room. Many, many talking times. Talking about basketball. You're our most frequented <laughs> guest. It's the best way to get me on Buckets without <laughs> listening to Buckets. Exactly right. Is me, Billy, Adam talking about, about basketball. basketball. In this very room, in a different <laughs> seating configuration. Everything else is the same. <laughs> same. Uh, all right, sweet. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, man. And we'll be back next week. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.